Hello and welcome to the Mobile Entrepreneur Podcast, the only podcast recorded live in a Tesla Model X. These short episodes are great ways to supercharge your day and get your business running on autopilot. Now here is your host, Ryan Gorman. What's up, guys? Hello and welcome to The Mobile Entrepreneur. I am Ryan Gorman, your host, and in these episodes, we talk anything entrepreneurship, business, tech, you name it, we talk about it. Nothing is off limits. Uh, It's pretty much just a free flow of what's on my mind at the moment. So on this episode today, I want to stray away from business a little bit. Uh, It's not going to be so much business-oriented. It's going to be pretty much the Tesla episode for this month. Uh, If you listen to this show, you know it's recorded in a Tesla. I'm in a Tesla right now, uh, headed down I-65 in Tennessee. And uh, this episode is going to cover more about the marketing techniques that Tesla uses, how they kind of tailor different things toward different demographics to sell a very limited amount of products to a very large audience. So now with that said, uh, I am a a Tesla referral uh, nut. I... I do everything I can to push this brand. Um, I'm a true believer in what they do, what they want to do, what their aspirations are, and uh, not just a fanboy. I mean, I own the products. I've lived with the products now for years, and I I just really, really enjoy them. So um, with that said, if we get one more referral delivered, we have the referral pending already, um, but if they take delivery in time, we will get an, an invite. My wife and I will get an invite to go to Hawthorne, California next month, uh, October 26th, tentatively, for the uh, Tesla semi-truck unveiling event. Now, what they've done, of course, they haven't released any specs yet. That's why it's the unveiling event. But um, what it's kind of leaning towards is Tesla is making an all-electric semi. Uh, they're saying that it's going to have somewhere in the ballpark of a 300 mile range we'll see how that goes i don't know yet they haven't released any official info but along with that they're saying that this is going to be an incredibly sporty semi as well like the power and the torque behind this thing um will make it a a pretty quick vehicle aside from the fact that it's a giant freaking semi so pretty excited to uh to get to go out there and uh, you know, see Elon unveil it and uh, hopefully run into some of the guys, either Franz or JB in the in the process. And, you know, of course, just Tesla people in general. They're all uh, great people to uh, interact with. So excited about that opportunity. Now, how that relates to uh, marketing and what I want to cover in this episode is that Tesla says that they spend no money on marketing. And that is true-ish. And I say ish because they have a referral program, which is extremely lucrative to anyone who is involved in it. Uh, the rewards start um, with you know a, being able to tour the factory and go all the way up to free wheels, free power. Uh, it's a radio flyer, basically a, a Tesla Model S for kids. Um, the Tesla Powerwall, and they go beyond that. Um, what I'm going for and what I'm trying to get to um, in the long run is to get the Tesla Roadster absolutely free and I get that each referral that people use my code which is Ryan3237 and I will also link it in the description for this show um, each referral that someone uses I get 2% off of that vehicle Uh, each referral someone uses my code I get 2% off of that vehicle and whoever 
used my code gets a thousand dollars off their car and also unlimited supercharging for life so it's a win-win there um but as far as the rewards go it's it's very nice in how they've marketed that to make tesla owners current tesla owners current people who own their products and believe in the brand go out there and be their you know their soldiers of marketing so to speak and be out there actively pushing their products because the rewards that you get are quite lucrative honestly i mean they're equivalent to an affiliate marketing program if you were to go dollar for dollar so it's a very very uh good program to be a part of now aside from that tesla really only has i'm gonna say at this point um taking the model three out of it um they really only have like five products and that's really about it at this point they have the tesla powerwall which is a home battery system which is still so niche that it's not even funny um like in tennessee I pay 8.8 cents per kilowatt hour for electricity. So there's no incentive for me to go and put a giant solar system on my house and buy power walls from Tesla and power my house from solar. If you live somewhere where it's 25 cents a kilowatt hour, that's a different story. But in Tennessee, it's 8 cents. You know, by the time you amortize that over 20 years or so, there's no cost savings there. There's no reason for me to go out and buy that. So the Tesla Powerwall, I'm going to set that off to the side. That's just too niche for what we're talking about as far as marketing goes. Now, their vehicles, the way I see their vehicles, personally, I see them as there are four options. You have, actually, let's call it six. Let's, let's be fair here. There are six options. You have the base model, Model S, which is their sedan. You have the base model, Model X, which is their SUV. You have a performance version, Model S, which is their car. You have a performance version, Model X, which is the SUV again. And then you have a range version, Model S, and a range version, Model X. So really you have six products. Um, of course, there are some options you can configure and that kind of stuff, but you really only have six directions that you can go if you're going to purchase a Tesla vehicle. Now, with that said, they market that to everyone from, um, you know, moms and the female demographic with the comfort of the Model X, the safety of the Model X and Model S, they are the safest vehicles on the road. And the convenience of having the frunk in the front, which for those who don't know, that's the front trunk, it's called a frunk. Uh, there's no motor in the front of a Tesla. It is a, basically underneath the hood is another trunk. So you have more storage. So. Um, the frunk and the trunk is huge and it's multi-layered uh, so you have covered storage in the back you have a huge storage space your seats fold down flat you know they market that to um, the female demographic and moms and parents and and that so that's one angle they take their marketing and then <clears throat> excuse me right along with that you have um, the family road trippers and you have the long distance commuters that are going to be interested in the range version uh, like today i'm driving close to 400 miles today by the time it's all said and done um, so having the the range capability beyond what the 60 and 75d models of the vehicles which are the lower end capacities at this point um, having that range option really appeals to those demographics so there's the you know two different two different areas completely covered and then you have the performance version 
which is targeted toward those that want to see, you know, what can the car actually do? What is this technology capable of? And, you know, the performance versions of these vehicles are about a hundred grand more than the entry level versions. So for someone who's interested in getting into a Tesla, you can start um, around 70,000 will get you into a brand spanking new one. Uh, if you're in the used market, that number's more around 40,000 at this point. And it uh, will continue to drop as Model 3 comes out. But at the moment, um, used cars aside, we're only talking new here because they're not obviously marketing used cars. But um, you're starting around 60 to 70-ish, um, depending. And, I, and they've they've um, discontinued the 60D, I believe. So 75D is your only option. I think that starts at 72, maybe. I'd have to check. But I think it's around 72,000. And that goes up to about 160,000 for a a P100D Model X, which is uh, the performance SUV. So uh, my vehicle is a P90D Model X, which was the highest performing uh, model that Tesla had for the X for the SUV, but it has since been replaced by the larger battery, which is the 100 kilowatt. So. Uh, but my my P90D Model X still gets about 250 miles on a charge. Um, it's somewhere in the ballpark equivalent, I believe, to about 100 miles a gallon. Uh, but typically, I don't pay for electric anyway because as much as I drive in a day, I'm I'm on the supercharger network as I'm out and about. So for me, it's a great investment to to buy this vehicle, even though it's expensive because the maintenance is basically none. Uh, you have tires, windshield wipers, and washer fluid. That's really about it. And um, my power cost, it's there. And it you know, obviously raises my electric rate. But at the same time, what I'm paying, had I driven these miles in a gas vehicle, it is you know, night and day difference. It's probably a, a fifth or a sixth of my uh, fuel cost if I were to purchase gas for that. So it's a totally different uh, mindset behind driving. But going back to the marketing aspect of it, what they're doing there is they are kind of using a little bit of the ask method and narrowing down what your, what they can sell you the product on. So when you get to the the website, you're going to see different uh, texts and different uh, marketing pitches basically saying, you know, it is the safest SUV ever. Okay. So if you click that to learn more, they're going to tell you more about the safety features of the car. If you say it's the, or they also say it's the, you know, the quickest production vehicle ever, which it is, which is nuts. Um, you know, my SUV will outrun a Lamborghini. Sorry, it will. Um, so, you know, they're going to tailor a section of the website toward that demographic. And then they're also going to talk about the long range version. So there's really three different areas that they're targeting, but it's all the same product. It's all a model, you know, it's either a Model S or a Model X, period. There's, there are no other vehicles that they're selling you. So they're using what's called the ask method. They're narrowing it down by niche, whether you're a mom or you're a long distance traveler, or, you know, you might be a single guy out there, uh, you know, flooring it at every green light. Whatever your, your deal is, that's up to you. But they have a, a vehicle tailored toward you and marketing information tailored toward you. Now, they're not really spending... Um, marketing dollars targeting you, so to speak. You know, they're not going after you in retargeting ads. They're not throwing, um, you know, Tesla ads all over every page that you go to. 
Um, they do some customer stories and they do a lot of social media and viral marketing and, and kind of, uh, you know, getting people to engage and get shares and that kind of thing. But they're not per se spending dollars on coming to put their product in front of your face. They're not doing that. And that's actually worked out in their favor because they don't come across as a sleazy, douchey, uh, you know, car salesy kind of uh, company. And it works very well. Now, when I go into the store, let's pair these here too. That's the online experience where you're going there and you're seeing the car on the website. They've got different bits of information tailored towards you depending on your demographic. That same experience transcends into their stores flawlessly. And I do mean flawlessly with one addition. And that addition is there's no sales pitch from the sales guy at Tesla. And I'm so damn proud to say that there is no sales pitch from the sales guy at Tesla. Um, when I first walked in the door there, I was met by a guy named Mark, who is now my owner advisor. Uh, I've dealt with Mark for a couple of years now. He's an awesome dude. He has answered every question I've ever had. Um, now, before I ever bought a car, I probably did four or five different test drives. Um, and it really, I mean, I was kind of a cold lead. You know, I, I came in with an interest, but that's an expensive car. It is an expensive car. And at the time, I did not earn that money. It's pretty obvious that I didn't earn that money. Um, you know, it, it it just took time for me to develop enough where I could buy it. And now I bought two. That's awesome. But um, with that said, you know, whether I walk in the door with a $100,000 check hanging out of my pocket or I walk in the door as a guy who just showed up in a $10,000 car, I was treated the exact same way. There was no sales pitch. There was no, you know, or along with the sales pitch, let's flip that. There was no lack of attention because I did not show up, you know, with $400 shoes looking like I'm ready to buy this car. I was given the same information, the same time, the same courtesy, the same respect from the salesman at the time. And I greatly appreciated that. And I remembered that. And that came back to them in the form of a sale when I did grow my business to the point where I could walk in and trade my used Model S that I had bought private party in on a brand new Model X. And when I did that, you know, they, they handled the sale very well. Now, along with that, my wife and I have become huge Tesla fans and we have become Tesla advocates and we suggest people just research and, and do the math and, and really look into it before they uh, make a decision on what vehicle and what direction they want to go. But trying to get people to consider Tesla. Um, with that said, I have sent multiple people there and I've also just showed up sometimes with people um, to do, you know, just spur of the moment test drives or even just to show off the car. Um, there was one instance where my wife had a friend from Germany visiting her and we stopped by Tesla and I took her for, well, I didn't, I went with them. Uh, Tesla was nice enough knowing damn well she's not a customer. She's a visitor from out of the country. Um, was nice enough to take her for a test ride in a P100D Model S and show her the performance capabilities of the car. And that's awesome. I mean, that's that's stuff that you do that, you know, that girl can go back to Germany and, and talk to everyone under the sun about how she rode in this electric supercar in the U.S. that completely blew her mind and it's the fastest thing, you know, that she's ever seen. So knowing damn well there was no sale to be made there, they still took the time, they still took the effort, 
you know, they informed her of it the best they could. Obviously, she speaks German, so a little bit hard to uh, get all those details across. But they took the time and the effort to try to make that happen. They're informing the customers, informing the public about the brand, about the uh, the mission of the brand, the cars they have now, the cars they have coming up, the other products they have coming up. They have the solar roof. Um, they have the semi coming up. They've got a next generation Tesla Roadster. Um, you know, they have the Powerwall. They have a lot of stuff in the works. So it's really cool to walk into a company that's that's so advanced and not be hit with the sales pitch. That in itself is a great marketing tool and something to realize. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about, and this happens, I see this um, in the entrepreneur world some, where a lot of guys who have courses catch a lot of crap from people who either lazy people that bought their course thinking you know it's like the person who buys the treadmill and thinks they should lose 30 pounds by having a treadmill sitting in their corner you know it's not going to help you unless you get your ass on it and run um the same thing where entrepreneurs put out courses people buy their courses people don't implement the strategies in which they teach and then they want to give them negative reviews saying you know this didn't help me this was a scam whatever if you didn't implement it then you don't need to be complaining if it didn't work but uh, Tesla, by the same means, has this this sort of innate draw towards negative publicity. So, you know, somebody can use the autopilot system, um, watch a movie going down the road, and get into a deadly car crash, and somehow that's Tesla's fault. So uh, that happens as well. And there's you know there's lots of paid media attacks against Tesla as well. Um, what I saw in the past week, you know, Hurricane Irma just went through. Like I said, I'm recording this September 14th. Um, Hurricane Irma just went through. It was, you know, Category 5 giant storm. And this goes into back towards Tesla's marketing, which I told you they really don't do paid marketing. But what they did to allow people to get into the vehicle at one point that might not have been able to afford... Uh, even the entry-level Model S or Model X is that Tesla um, came out with a a lower kilowatt-hour version, a 60-kilowatt-hour version of the car that actually has the physical capability to be a 75-kilowatt car. They software-limited the battery, and they charged people like $10,000 less to purchase this car. And at any time during their course of ownership... They could call Tesla up and say, hey, guys, I want to have access to this remaining 15 kilowatts, and Tesla would unlock it. Now, the the whole reason they did that was that they could sell those cars to people that otherwise might not be able to afford it. Um, and then in the long term, if somebody turns that car in or trades it in, Tesla could internally bump that up you know, to a 75D, and then they gain the increased equity, of course, on that, uh, on that sale by doing that. So... The reason I bring that up is with Hurricane Irma going through, of course, gas stations are all, you know, pumped dry and there's no gas to be had. Everybody's trying to go north and get out of the state. What Tesla did uh, on their own with no one twisting their arm um, was that they sent an over-the-air update because we can update our cars automatically. They have a, Each car has a cellular radio in it. And it can automatically download different updates and features as they're released by Tesla, which is always, I want to say always, almost always free. Like 99% of the time, it's a free upgrade. You know, you never have to pay for this. But what they did was they made 
all of these 60D vehicles that were bought, they gave them a free temporary upgrade to 75D. And they did that so that the people that are trying to escape this hurricane have longer range. It gives you somewhere in the ballpark of like 30 or 40 miles farther range of the car from that 15 kilowatt hour. So by doing that, you know, they extended the range for these people to make them getting out of a hurricane zone a lot easier. And the negative press that has come from that blows my mind that people want to complain about this. But what they did, you know, they gave these people a little bit of an extra range to help them get out of, of harm's way. And that has come back to Tesla controls, uh, you know, the, the vehicle. Tesla can extend the range of the batteries. Tesla holds tech from their customers, blah, 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 blah. Tons of negative stuff from uninformed people. Now, as a Tesla owner, I feel the need to kind of interject in there and try to combat that and let people know that, hey, you know, they paid for a 60 kilowatt hour. They were given a, a free temporary upgrade just because Tesla wanted to be nice. So um, that's the right thing to do, honestly, in my opinion, but they did it and they did it on their own. I mean, I didn't have that idea. So um, I think that's great that they did that, but a lot of people want to spin that and say that, uh, you know, Tesla had has no right to limit that anyway. Well, they kind of do actually. <laughs> and they kind of, you know, sell it that way and, and the customers are informed of what they're buying. So. There's really no reason for that backlash. But anyway, with that said, even if you do these kind of marketing things, if you can't fully inform everyone of your product, you're going to have a lot of ignorant people. And I say that in a, the nicest way possible. But people that are unaware of your product and unaware of your procedures that um, can take that and try to spin it negatively. Just like with someone who has courses, you'll have unmotivated lazy asses out there that will buy your course and then give you negative reviews because it doesn't work for them when they don't implement the policies and procedures and tactics that you teach in the course to begin with. So, and that can go, you know, totally across the board in any realm of business or, or life in general, even. So just something to consider. Um, I'm going to wrap this up though. I'm starting to get into Nashville and the old traffic's going to pick up. So I want to pay attention here, but, um, so just to cover it again, we've got uh, how Tesla does their marketing. They've got basically the ask method. They're selling really two products, but six total versions of that. Uh, Powerwall aside, just talking vehicles here. And they're tailoring those towards a few different demographics, but that the demographics they're targeting reach a large portion of uh, buyers out there. And with that said, they are not spending active marketing dollars. They're not targeting you online. They're not throwing up billboards. They're not buying car commercials on TV. They're not retargeting you on the internet. Uh, they're doing a very grassroots word of mouth reward oriented program where their current owners are their sales force out on the streets, making it happen. And in your business, if you can get that to, you know, how you do it as well, uh, by incentivizing, or paying or however you want to do it, but creating brand advocates, people that are out there actively sporting your brand. Um, that's how you grow a, a successful company, a successful brand. And to you know, further nail that home, look at Russell Brunson, look at ClickFunnels. You know, the people that are ClickFunnels people, they have no problem forking over $300 a month for some software 
that honestly you can replicate yourself in WordPress for, for nothing uh, if you really take the time to do it. But they're selling you on that convenience. They're selling you on them as a brand, uh, Russell as, an, as a leader, just like Elon as a leader. Um, and that's how they're getting you in there, but also they're, they're true to their words. That, you know, that's not um, a sales pitch from Russell. That's not a sales pitch from Elon. They're damn serious about what they're saying and what they're doing. So take that to heart. Take that to heart in your own business. Whatever you're doing, be authentic, be genuine. Um, you know, be deep with it as well. Don't just scratch the surface on a topic. If you want to sell it, you need to know it. You need to know it very well. You need to know every detail of it, how you're going to make it happen, what the services that you're going to provide, what the products are that you're going to provide, how you're going to set yourself up from a value proposition so that anyone else on the street that knows uh, or runs into one of your customers is going to want to become a customer because of the experience that they hear about from your existing customers, no matter how big or small that customer base is. So that's what I got for you for today. Take that to heart. If you need a Tesla referral, I'm more than happy to uh, to answer any questions that anybody has about Tesla. You can email me, ryan at landsharkmedia.com. Um, as far as my referral reward, you can also uh, just say that you listen to this podcast. If you go buy one, um, you can use Ryan3237 online. You can also go to tesladiscount.us and pick up your discount there. Once again, that's $1,000 off and unlimited supercharging for you. Uh, for me, that gives me some nifty rewards. The next one, big one up for us is the Tesla Semi Unveil event, which is next month. And after that, uh, the next one we're targeting is that we want to go to California and uh, drive one of Elon's electronic uh, underground boring machines uh, for boring tunnels. It's called the Boring Company. Uh, kind of a play on words there, but if you're interested, check that out. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.